आई वी एम टूडे आई एम स्टार्टिंग विद अ कोट अ न्यूरोलॉजिस्ट एंड द बेस्ट सेलिंग ऑथर ऑलिवर सैक्स वन सेड आई ऑलवेज वॉन्टेड टू गेट पीपल्स स्टोरीज एंड एक्सेस टू देयर लाइफ बींग अ न्यूरोलॉजिस्ट ही स्टडीड ब्रेन्स एंड बिहेवियर्स ही सेड आई फील एज इफ आई एम एट द इंटरफेस ऑफ बायोग्राफी एंड बायोलॉजी पर्सन एंड पर्सनहुड छोटे मुँह बड़ी बात बट सो मेनी टाइम्स आई फील द सेम वे वेन आई एनालाइज पीपल ऑन द बेसिस ऑफ देयर हैंड राइटिंग्स टू ट्रांसक्राइब एन इंटेंजिबल थॉट ऑन टू द पेपर इट हैज टू गो थ्रू मल्टीपल प्रोसेसेस केमिकल रिएक्शंस नर्वस सिस्टम सिग्नल्स मोटर स्किल्स केयरफुल माइंड बॉडी कोऑर्डिनेशन एंड मच मोर ऑल दीज बायोलॉजिकल फैक्टर्स अनोइंगली गिव अवे पार्ट्स ऑफ राइटर्स लाइफ स्टोरी इन शॉर्ट हियर्स अ हर बायोग्राफी Welcome to Absolutely Right, the first graphology-based podcast show in India. I am your host Aditi Sarana. I am a graphologist and a high-performance coach. Have you experienced this? You're going about your regular day, doing things the way you generally do, and suddenly, without your knowledge, the craft, the process, the recipe just takes over and goes beyond you. It turns outstanding in ways that you wouldn't have ever imagined it to be. Today's conversation with Raghini Kumar somehow turned like this. Raghini is an executive producer with Star Sports and has years of experience in TV industry. From producing live news to scripting, anchoring, conceptualizing shows and much more. I was introduced to Raghini because of her wonderful, soothing, thoughtful Hindi poetry podcast called Zindagi Diaries on IBM Network. In today's conversation, Raghini and I spoke about multiple things. You know, from the Border Gavaskar test series to anxiety to handwriting strokes that depict second guessing. Can you imagine? As you listen to this episode, pay attention to the segment "Autograph, Please," where I describe the gaps in Ragini's personal and professional behavior. You may learn something interesting about yourself. You know, we all have at least two personalities, if not more: public and private. The specific differences between your handwriting and your signature can reveal some interesting stories. As you may already know, I'm doing a 5-week signature analysis series on our segment Graphology Tool of the Week. Today, let's talk about the signature where the writer signs beautifully, clearly, neatly, and then suddenly, without any reason, decides to scratch the whole signature. Do you know what it means? Do you have the stroke in your writing? Do you know someone with that stroke? Let's talk about all of this in that segment. Ragini will join us on the other side of this short break. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another great, awesome, amazing week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you're not following us on social media, please do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Would like to thank the sponsor on the network this week, Storytel and the Whole Truth Foods. We have a new show out this week, Candid Kanan with Siddharth Kanan. Sid Gay is a well-known RJ. He has an incredible show with some of the most amazing Bollywood celebrities. As part of the first week's episode, we're releasing five episodes at one time, so you can get your fill of Sid. You can hear him talk to Varun Dhawan, Anil Kapoor, Anurag Kashyap, Bhumi Pednekar, and a whole lot more. This week on the Edges and Sledges podcast with Varun DJ and Ashwin, hear them talk about the historic victory that India achieved at Gaba. 
Maruk and Nayath had an amazing talk with Gulpanag. They spoke about the farmer protests and why Bollywood celebs are acting the way that they are. And finally, Shunya One is back this week. Shiladitya and me talked to Anirudh Singla from Pepper Content. We have a great lineup of guests coming up in the coming weeks, including Deepak Abbott, the co-founder of India Gold. Definitely check that out. And with that, let me get you back to your show. Hi, Ragini. Hi, Aditi. How are you today? Very well. Thank you so much for joining us today. And before Pleasure I get... is all mine. Thank you. So before I say anything about your handwriting, I want you to analyze the match and give us your view. Oh, I'm, you know, I, I work with Star Sports as an executive producer. So producing cricket, watching live games, analyzing them, making shows is something I've been doing for last 16, 17 years. Wow. But I must tell you that this match, there is no way I could have seen it from an executive producer's point of view, a professional point of view. It was all heart. I was Aww. a fan. <laughs> the emotions couldn't stop. You know, while speaking to you, I'm getting goosebumps Aww. thinking about that moment. <laughs> You know, I was, I just felt so lucky that I could witness that moment, even if though, you know, it was on television, but, and with my family, it was so special. We were all together glued to the TV and we couldn't believe that we're witnessing history, historic moment. And with just so much, you know, undertones. Right. Of, True. You know, there, there were so many debutants. There was racial abuse. We did so poorly in the first uh, test course. match. And, you know, this was not even our best test playing 11. Oh. True. <laughs> I think... I think it's a cul- culmination of everything that has happened. <laughs> like and re- representing 2020 in cricket. Oh my God. Yeah. I think life. Just sure? life. And... and <laughs> I can go on and on. So oh. let's move on. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I, I look at your handwriting and as you're talking about it, your work requires a lot of passion. Your work requires yes. you to be uh, not only creative, but also at the same time, be very precise. And I look at your handwriting and there is one particular trait that jumps out. Uh, that is your ability to observe things carefully. You're highly observant. So if you're moving at a lightning speed, even in that situation, you're highly observant. And people are like, but you were there for two seconds, two minutes. How did you observe this? But you did because you're constantly absorbing information, constantly looking at things and people and try to create patterns, which very few people are aware of. Like you really study patterns underneath their behavior, their way of speaking, anything people do. That, that is true. And I think my son, who's five, he always says, Mama, how did you know I did this? You were not even in the room. So right. <laughs> maybe you're right in what you said. Yes, I think it's also something that keeps me up. And like my mind is always working. Right. Because I'm, I've observed so much. I'll remember tiny details about people and there'll be questions that will nag me. But she mentioned this, but that time this hadn't happened. Right. How did she say she went here? So a very detective mind I have. I was about to say, and, and the actual the stroke that I'm referring to is the detective stroke, which is investigative, observant and analytical at the same time. So if I have to break wow. it down, this is what we get. And wow. I know I, I should say this technically, uh, you know, after we... We exchange some more information, but I have to say it right away. If people, Khudana Khasta, if people get into a fight with you or an argument, <laughs> then all these files are opened right there. And there is no way, no way they can survive. <laughs> to our listeners, I must say, she's laughing and she's already pink. 
<laughs> that's true but that is something i have now consciously worked on it might be going on in my mind but i've trained my tongue and, uh-huh. and my speech to not match the same vibrancy with sure. my in the frequency not vibrancy the frequency of my brain i'm like okay i know i'm firing bullets in my brain but i'll have a smile on my face now i have worked on that but okay. yeah you're bang on <laughs> so do you have any questions for me you know i uh I wanted to ask you 2020 and now going into 21 things have changed drastically I'm sure it's something you get very often about okay. anxiety you know it's it's now a feeling like you feel hungry you feel anxiety right. it's become that common and that obvious in the way things mm-hmm. have happened so while writing or through my handwriting is there something that you can tell me about you know this anxious mind of mine interesting question and you know I must say that last 9 months we have done our most work in public domain on anxiety i have never spoken about anxiety so much the way i have in these months and you know with all due respect all of us had different forms of meltdowns through this process now when we look at anxiety for you now what is anxiety it's a pattern which is repeated and it becomes uncontrollable physically emotionally mentally and it works at all these three different levels simultaneously right and they are they may or may not be connected so you feel palpitation in one form of anxiety but you can feel something else when you feel anxious about some other issue so mm. your body has a pattern but we have to be really really attuned to pick that pattern and then break the pattern okay so in your case because you love challenges so we asked you to write on a blank sheet of paper and the way you wrote you literally fill fill the paper completely but also to the edge right side of the the page we call it right margins when a person goes very close to it without crashing it that means you love risk taking you love adventures you love not knowing what happens in life you love that that game of guessing and figuring out and applying yourself completely now 2020 is difficult for you not because it was more complicated but actually because in your case it did not provide you enough challenge mm. okay so you did not know how to deal with yourself when you're not being thrown into situations that you have to manage and survive and find a breather in you don't know how to live life like this and thereby sure. the mind which had all this extra capacity unused capacity had to use it on something so it used on everything possible You are so right. It's like, you know, you are my soul telling me everything. It's <laughs> it's that accurate. Thank you. That is so so true. Wow. Yes, I after I wrote those lines, I mm-hmm. actually realized that the paper is now full. You right. know, there's no space. You observe that. <laughs> Great. Great. But but you understand like you know it's not we always think that I'm I'm anxious because life is tough. In your mm. case, you're anxious because life is not tough. Yeah, true. and you have more to give, more to express, more <clears throat> to create than what you were creating. Yes, I think um, predictability bores me and scares me. Mm-hmm. So think. yeah, so I think you know the sense that you got in twenty twenty was like okay, this is how it's going to be. Right. Now you you work around it. You know, I think that was scaring me that oh, it's going to be very predictable every day. Right, and not only predictable, <clears throat> the whole. idea of learning and reinventing yourself and discovering who you are in a given situation is what you thrive on hmm. 
Okay, I'm going to talk about a small stroke that is available according to me. Great leaders have this one particular uh, combination in their writing. When you write the word the, you know, any, any formation where T and H are next to each other, if the letter H is even slightly taller than the letter T, then your ability to learn and your ability to mold and constantly question your norms is very, very high. So let me repeat this. It's a little technical. If the height of letter H is slightly taller than the letter T, then the person has the ability to really, really learn in any given situation. Now, I have found this stroke with many leaders. And when they uh, write, they think, they solve problems, they thrive when they're given opportunities to explore themselves. And that is applicable to you too. Good to know. I'll let my husband know also. <laughs> Please. I don't think that is his problem. He's still dealing with the first problem of arguing. So I don't think he worries about learnability and all of that. <laughs> Again, you're damn right. You're absolutely right about it. Thank you. What else uh, can you share with me in terms of the way I write? <clears throat> what are the other things? Okay. So as I was you know, looking at your writing, one aspect that how do you manage to deal with stupidity? or people who are stupid around you. I think that's very, very interesting because one, you are non-forgiving towards... <laughs> okay, I thought again, I thought I had changed after 35. As I said, wisdom comes after, on the other side of 35. Okay, so we'll try and believe ch- that, but no. <laughs> okay, I'm not very forgiving when it comes to being stupid yes you are okay when people are like struggling if they if they don't understand and they want to ask questions but if you believe that somebody is not putting in enough efforts you become extremely impatient and if at all if we have found you being uh, controlling then it is only in the face of stupidity okay I will take it with a pinch of salt, but yeah, yeah it's, it's there. It's there. One aspect about, you know, when you, when you write your letter F, you know, you, you make both the loops complete most of the time, but sometimes the lower loop is more prominent. Okay. When we look at uh, F letter like that, where the only low loop, uh, lower loop is more prominent, that mm. talks about somebody's ability to execute to the T. And it's only like when you make a plan, you know, some people are great at planning. In your case, if people give you a plan and if you are supposed to execute it, you will make sure that you follow all the timelines. You get all all the moving, you know, ducks in a row. You'll somehow manage it. You'll sit on top of it and you'll figure it out. And that is your skill that professionally people have counted on. People can really, really connect to. And that makes you extremely reliable. Oh, that's fascinating. I chose the word fascinating. F. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Wow. I want to say one more thing. Now, we all know on IBM, you have your own show. And uh, please tell us something about it. But before that, there is a handwriting stroke that talks about your ability to write. And I Mm -hmm. want to talk about it. So when you write your letter S, it has two loops which means it begins with a little tail. It makes one loop on the top, then it comes down, makes one more loop and then connects to the other letter most of the time, which is a rare formation. Not everybody has S with two loops in it. Now, 
people who have been listening to me and you know on the, to the show we talk a lot about one stroke called kama sutra stroke or calming handwriting therapy which has the same formation which is which we call flow of thoughts anybody with that kind of writing naturally in their s or even letter f at times actually innately have the ability to write to create to connect to communicate and that flow of thought is present within your thinking and now poetry is your form of expression of that i'm falling in love with every line that you're saying because it's so scientific and it's so beautiful the way you explain it thank you it's it's i i don't know how to explain it and it's very rare that i fall short of words <laughs> it's very rare but i'm really this is stunning s i chose s <laughs> stunning Wow. Yes. I'm going to go through multiple alf- uh, letters right now because I want all the different adjectives then. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Go for it. I mean then you can help me say pick the right words because I'm really at a loss of words and this is thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Amazing. Amazing. Hmm. So tell us about your show. Uh my podcast is called Zindagi Diaries. Ye uh, Hindi mein hai ye podcast. और मुझे जैसा आपने बोला लिखने का बहुत शौक है आई लव टू राइट इन हिंदी और इन इंग्लिश बट आई स्टार्टेड राइटिंग पोएट्री इन हिंदी एंड सम शॉर्ट स्टोरीज बहुत सालों से लिख रही हूँ अबाउट यू नो थिंग्स विच विच आई हैोटन फ्रॉम माई चाइल्डहुड थिंग्स आई मिस फ्रॉम माई चाइल्डहुड सो लॉट ऑफ नॉस्टालजिया इन मोस्ट ऑफ माई पोएम्स ट्राइंग टू कनेक्ट टू वॉट वी हैव लेफ्ट बिहाइंड वी आर जस्ट सो बिजी मूविंग अहेड right that we tend to forget the beautiful times we had when things were not so complicated true so most of my poems are about that about nostalgia about ek choti si mulakat ek pyar bhara izhar you know darya kinare kuch hua ye ye sab aise emotions maine jod kar i have uh, written about 20 poems and there are two short I stories i've heard there. i've heard at least 10 of them non-stop oh, and so thank you. beautiful it's just beautiful so guys please check out her podcast and if you if you if you love hindi and if you love the whole expression of seeing beauty in simple things i think this is a podcast to listen to and i'm thank so happy you. we have a hindi poetry podcast like yeah. it really doesn't happen thank you for doing it oh please i i'm i'm grateful to the ivm family for giving me an opportunity so next question for me hmm the next question is that uh, again it must it's it's a universal thing i feel uh, with us uh, i i get confused when i have to take a decision sometimes maybe not professionally as you said but you know for myself hmm. sometimes i see a menu it's very basic but i have the hardest time deciding what to order what i want to eat if somebody asks me what do you want for breakfast i cannot decide you know i i can't decide what i want to wear just these small things i find it difficult to take decisions for myself mm. but if i have to take decisions for somebody else you know my son my work how will i travel to office today how will i do this then i'm very clear and thoughtful and i know but when it comes to me i find it very difficult i second guess mm. my my thoughts okay so two parts to this question 
again, interesting question to look at because so many of us do this, right? We do not uh, know what exactly we got to do in micro choices. And I, I keep saying this with couples when I analyze them together, like marriages or relationships are not broken over big things. They're always in these small things about deciding what to eat, what to wear, how to deal with really, really micro things in the house. Now, why do we do that? Why do we have this conflict between what we wish to do and what we wish to, uh, you know, why do we waste this time in between? Fundamentally, in your case, uh, you write in an angular manner. When you connect your one letter to other, they're like these, you know, you can see the sharp, uh, clear triangle or, or angular formations there. What do they mean? They mean analytical thinking to the T. So whims and fancy for this person, any writer like this, is not your best friend. You may get an inspiration, but if you want to choose something which does not have any logical reasoning behind it, you struggle there. With bigger decisions, you know exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it. What would be the repercussions? You have thought through the consequences and you love exploring it because you have some support system to go back to. But small things you know, what to wear. There's not necessarily a big logic there unless until, but imagine if you have to decide something for an event or some big, whatever presentation, you don't think about it second time, I believe. No, you're absolutely right. No, my biggest problem is deciding on a menu. I'm, I, you are right. I will think hundred times. If I order this, what will happen if I order that? It's just, I don't know. I find I'm going to give you a exhausting. Small, small tip when I, I do that at a larger level, when people decide their life goals or whatever like that and also at smaller level before you walk into a situation like this just ask like get that clarity what what do you feel like eating like it's not in the so again going back to your way of dealing with information you require reasoning behind making your choices most of the time menu mein koi reasoning nahi hota. <laughs> Like most people decide, Mera man kar raha hai. Now you are like, oh, what is that? Like, oh, man kar raha hai kya hota hai? Koi to reason. Man, yeah, man kaise kar sakta hai? Kuch to socha hoga. Man ne kaise soch liya. <laughs> exactly. So the brain function is so active that you do not want to quickly get to <clears throat> decide anything that you do not have clarity about. Hmm. And that is probably the only small hack here just to get a sense of what would you like to, what kind of thing. So not like, don't decide on the dish, but probably ask yourself, do I feel like spicy? Do I feel like bland? That may help you. This is going to be a very, very helpful tip. I'm learning so much through this podcast. It's a godsend. Thank it's you. amazing. I have another question if we have the time. Yes, please. Yes, we do. I find it very difficult. Again, I was an anchor. I used to anchor. Right. So obviously speaking and communication, as you said, comes fairly easily to me. But if I have to speak about myself mm. in a social gathering, you know, about, oh, I have a podcast or this is what I do. And I find it very difficult. It's very awkward for me to, you know, talk about my achievements if there are any or anything that's, that complements me. I find it very difficult to say it socially. Okay. So that connects me to the next segment that we want to walk into anyways, which is called autograph, please. Now, your signature talks about your public image, whereas your handwriting talks about who you are. 
right? So the question that you asked me is about how people perceive you matters mm. to you and you process it differently. And if you are supposed to present someone else, then you are all confident and you can describe them in the best possible light. But to take that light on you, something goes off. And let's talk yeah. about that right away. So let me first answer your question and then I'm going to move to the segment. When you write your signature, you write Ragini as your first name. And when you write that R, particularly that R, and even for our listeners, they'll understand what I'm saying because you retrace one of the lines in that letter. The vertical line is retraced, which means you first started on the top, you take the line all the way to the bottom and you retrace it and then you start your formation. Now that retracing is almost telling yourself, and this is a very subconscious code, code, right? It is not something that you did it consciously. You don't even notice this. You didn't even know till I explained this. But as you look at that stroke, as I look at it more, more as a technical, you know, how blood report comes and you don't know what those numbers mean. And the doctors look at it, oh, okay, you have this thing, that thing. <laughs> so I'm looking at your writing from that perspective. Now that retraced R talks about whatever you do, especially for yourself, you do not tend to be assured of your action. So you need to walk that path, that retraced path again. But Ragini, if someone pushes you, to tell something about yourself or if they say, okay, oh, that podcast I heard, what is it about? In that case, you know exactly what to say and then you're not uncomfortable. But retracing talks about not being sure of something that I am doing and I probably need to relook at it, review it. And in this case, it's not about your work. That first letter in your signature represents you as a person. So that retracing or if I may say second thought, second thing, comes only when it is about you. Wow. You know, I'm not going to retrace this R anymore. For sure. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> that would help. That would definitely yeah. help. And, and the way I write Kumar, that's... So uh, l- let, me, let me talk about... So signature has so many different aspects. So if, if I have handwriting where I speak about 800 traits, signature by itself becomes a code. And that code is your entire identity. So it's not only in the way you write, but where it is placed and every micro stroke matters. Now, Ragini, I do not know whether you know this or not, but people around you are aware of it. When you work with people, when you talk to them, they find you extremely impatient. You want everything done yesterday. You cannot even wait for today to happen. You're like, but why is it taking so much of time? We must do this. We must get on top of this. And people are like, what's happening here? Why are you rushing? And in your personal life, by the way, most of the time, you are the one who would be procrastinating things. You're not rushing at all. But professionally, publicly, something goes on in your mind or some button is switched on and you suddenly become actively (laughs) impatient. How do you manage to do it? Aditi, I cannot wait for my husband to hear this podcast. (laughs) He's your best friend. I believe so. (laughs) I was about to say, I think we should talk. (laughs) Yeah. He and I. He can, I mean, this is, yeah. And so that brings me to another question, the dichotomy of a professional ragini and a personal ragini. Yes. Um, That, again, I don't know. That's very surprising and interesting. And I think that's something I need to delve into. I must say something uh, here. It's not only about professional and personal. It's also about private and social. Mm. So the very moment you walk into that social 
image, that social identity, you, you change and it's a switch. It's a micro switch. You might yeah. be talking to somebody in the house and you turn and you just, you know, it's almost like somebody saying camera action and you just get into that role and start behaving like the social ragini. <laughs> now I must say this, all of us do it. It's not mm. only you, all of us do mm. it. In your case, the, the behavior is, is peculiar and only people who are close to you can see both of them because you know social people social yeah. circles won't have access to your personal uh edition if i miss. yeah yeah the switch going off wow yep. that's that's very very interesting yeah yeah and wow. when we have these gaps subconsciously unknowingly we keep serving these gaps which means we hold ourselves in a particular way and you know, we do these role reversals or exchange unknowingly. And that gets to us. Most of the time, work stress is about having to be someone else when I'm at my workspace. Hmm. Yeah, that I can understand and relate to. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even if the work is not asking me to be that, but I think there is some kind of conditioning or expectations from your own self that you give in to that Mm -hmm. pressure. No one's putting that pressure on you. Also, we craft ourselves like that. You know, this is where the the human mind is so complex and so beautiful and unending as you look at it. Because when we understand ourselves uh, from other person's perspective, we want to be seen in a particular way. We feel yeah. that is where, what is expected of me. And in your case, you take that mandate very seriously. You do not let mm. that drop no matter what. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one as well. It's like, yeah, you have all the right answers. You are a hundred on hundred on everything that you have said, Aditi. It's amazing. How can somebody be so accurate? I think it's a subject of graphology more than anything else, Ragit. Wow, it's it's just brilliant. Can you also talk about health from the way I write? Not fully. Uh, mm-hmm. There are people I know <laughs> who have studied medical graphology. I haven't found enough research to support that. So I do not mm-hmm. incorporate that in my conversation. However, uh, the stress that is lingering, especially in last, uh, I would not even say nine months, not from the lockdown, especially in last three months, the stress is aggravating and you're probably, you know, till that point you could see something and convince yourself that the, the hope is on the other side. But in last three months, you are feeling confused more and more and you're feeling uh, that you're losing your conviction. Now you do not know how to be, how to behave, how to work without that conviction. Going back yes. to the logical point, you require to have that mandate, that clear definition of why you're doing whatever you're doing. And the fact that this is not giving you that, you're not able to maneuver your car in this situation. Wow. Amazing. So what I would say here, please start journaling. This would really come handy. Now, when we are confused, we are kind of weighing two, three options in front of us. And the question here for you is not which one would you choose, but actually about why each choice matters to you so much. So again, I'm not saying what will happen in the future. Most of the time, it doesn't matter as long as we have the conviction within us to deal with the situation, right? So take a step back and start journaling every day. Probably I can think about a question right now is ask yourself, if I wish to create my life, especially professional life in a certain way, now certain way could change and you know what that way is. But if I I wish to create my life in a certain way, what do I require to look at? Because there are so many things in the 
speed at which you work at the cost of that journey you haven't looked at and what you saw what you experienced in last 6 months is you kept mm. seeing those aspects of you that you didn't know existed within so it's time for you to find an outlet and i believe handwritten journaling can do a great job it will come really really handy and you will feel all the bottled up emotions can find an outlet and you will thrive also because you do a great job with your flow of thoughts only if you call upon them so you got to do that wow i i am already thinking about my first journaling it will be about this podcast i assure you <laughs> and i think it's going to take for 2 hours i can write i've had so much fun my god it's I'm really so like happy. no it's really like you have unlocked me in the most simplest in the most simple way you know it's thank you you're you're wonderful you're blessed you are talented and you are just fabulous thank you so much thank you i think a lot of lot of credit goes to graphology as a subject because though it is not known it has its own mathematical way of calculating so probably what all i have done is practiced it a lot over last 16 years but fundamentally you know the subject has the potential to do it well maybe i'll i'll pick it up be your student please do please do please do would love to have such an inquisitive student in the class <laughs> you know again even in my personal life sometimes you know if my my mother or my father in law anybody in my family if they are telling me some narrating me some story i'm like acha but why did that happen i'll ask question they're like we didn't ask them this i said then what's the point of you telling me this story why are you telling me this story if you don't have the answers right they're not reporting the story by the way yeah that's what i was saying no you should just like please your reporter ka kaam ghar pe mat karo exactly But what's the point? As you said, logic. You are giving me useless information. You are not giving me the important information. Why are you bothering? Why? Don't do this. Yeah, you remember what I said. Your impatience with. Uh, <laughs> I don't say you know stupidity again, but you know what? If वो इतने बजे आ रहा है हमारे घर अच्छा कौन कौन आएगा खाना खाएंगे should I prepare dinner? वो तो मैंने पूछा नहीं. Great. Then let's go with your plan. Yeah. <laughs> There is the sarcasm dripping in every word that you just said. Oh yeah, that's my other problem. Like when I genuinely give compliments, people like this ragini are. Why are you being sarcastic? I said no. I I, I mean it. I love your dress. <laughs> so you have trained every single person around you so well. They know what is coming their way. They're always yeah. ready to deal with it. Yeah, it's just like. Come on, yeah. I genuinely like it. So yeah, that's the other problem I have, Aditi. You're right. This to... problem, I don't think there is a hack. You'll have to live with it. I'm telling you, now wisdom. I must say, other, other side of thirty-five. Other, other people have to live with it. Yeah, I know. So I better be really nice to them. I, I should create a small program for them to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. It was lovely talking to you and so much fun. Thank It's... you. it's one of my most favorite experiences and the best part is we started talking uh, you know we started this podcast with one of my favorite experiences of india winning down under right. and retaining the border gavaskar trophy and i can tell you i'm ending this podcast by saying that this has been truly one of the most memorable conversations for me thank you so much on the other side of this short break i will be talking about writers who treat their signatures like a scratch card you know they write these graceful strokes and whoop 
they just come back and scratch it. Let me tell you what it means about the writer, about how they think, and especially their inner dialogue. Stay tuned. Hey, I'm Zarina, your peak performance coach, leadership coach, and life coach. And I'm here to unleash that power within you with your weekly dose of mantras and empowerment. Tune in to Monday Mantras every Monday for your quick fix and the empowering series with Zarina Punawala every Thursday for riveting real-life stories. You can catch us on the IBM Podcast website, app, or wherever you get your podcasts from. As a child, I love doing rangoli. For all non-Indian listeners, rangoli is a form of art done on the floor, mostly outside the main entrance of the house in India. People make some stunning, intricate patterns with colored rice, flower petals, and quartz powder on special occasions like Diwali. If done well, each rangoli takes about two to three hours. And if you have ever done it yourself or seen the amount of efforts and patience that goes into this, then you will relate to the example I'm about to give. Every year on Diwali, when the guests enter the house in a happy, festive, appreciative mood, they look at this decor and rangoli and compliment it. But then, by the end of the night, after being exhausted, sleepy, overfed, or just careless in general, at least one person, yes, no matter what you do, at least one person accidentally turns blind momentarily and obliviously walks on your rangoli. And by the time you try to stop them, it is already too late. And then they say things like, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't see it. Obviously, you didn't. Right. My Rangoli was the only place on the back of this planet where you had to do all your Bharatnatya moves. But they're the guests. You can't say much. Now over to our graphology tool of the week. This writer, you know, the one I was describing, who gracefully writes all the letters in his signature and whoop, in one stroke, scratches everything that he has created is identical to this Bharatnatyam dancer who dances all over the Rangoli. He puts in an immense amount of effort to do the work, to get all the detailing required, almost manages to get all the ducks in a row. And with that single stroke that scratches all over the signature, whoop, he destroys all the work he has done. Now here is the tricky part. Most of these writers are completely and absolutely unaware of their own behavior. The irony is, they look at their bosses, their colleagues, their spouses, even their family members and wonder why these people discount me, dismiss me, criticize me, or even ignore my contribution in spite of all my efforts. If you have the stroke in your signature, then for next one week, observe your own self-dialogue. Do you know what self-dialogue is? It is that inner conversation that you're having with yourself, that mental dialogue that is going on, the way you speak with your mirror or in the shower or anywhere when you're alone. You'll be surprised to know how many self-sabotaging, self-critical statements you make without your knowledge. You, of all the people, keep puncturing your own confidence, your own self-worth. Now, there are two critical questions here. Why would you do that to yourself? And secondly, if that is so, how to stop it, how to deal with it? After speaking with numerous people with this type of signature, I have learned that self-criticism is a coping mechanism. Most of these people shared that they were brought up in a highly disciplined, harsh, or even critical environment by very, very strict parents, family members, or even teachers. They got so used to being criticized that their inner dialogue subscribed to the style of speaking. They remain stuck in that internal loop. 
most people remain stuck and trapped in their own self dialogues without their knowledge and no because just blindly removing the scratching stroke from your signature without dealing with the deeper self criticism issue is not advisable it's like removing the crutch without letting your leg recover completely now go ahead think about your inner dialogue observe your signature in the meanwhile use this handwritten journaling question to assist your introspection you know at the cost of repeating myself let me say this a solution oriented handwritten journaling process is one of the best way to build your awareness about any behavioral pattern now once you spot your inner dialogue you know after observing it for 3 4 days journal on this question what are the three or four ways for you to rephrase that self critical sentence you know for example if you are saying things like i'm so stupid i'm so useless how can even think about it now just pick that sentence and see every time you feel like saying it what are those three or four things you can say instead healthy self dialogue is a practice you will have to train your mind into it there is no way around it thank you so much for joining me on this episode of absolutely right in the next episode on friday in our relationship series i will be talking about how breakups can become your new ground of self discovery as announced earlier from 12th feb onwards i will be doing special couple analysis sessions you can enroll for these sessions to decode and understand all your fights with your husband wife girlfriend boyfriend or partner our new graphology masterclass batches will start on 6th feb and next one on 6th march you can find all the details on aditisurana.com If you like this podcast then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Let's connect on Friday with one more episode on relationship. Till then, happy writing. Namaskar dear friends. My name is Ashish Vidyarthi. Life as you know is a journey and you and I travelers how can we celebrate this travel i have a podcast for you begin the journey i share stories and moments from my life do tune in every monday and thursday to listen to my podcast on the ivm podcast website app or wherever you get your podcast from cheers Come learn and experience the ABCDs of being queer with me, Shunetro, and me, Farhad, on our show, Gay BCD. The two of us take you through our stories and experiences of being gay men in the city of Mumbai and have candid and sometimes downright scandalous conversations about sexuality, gay culture, and everything in between. Catch new episodes of Gay BCD every Tuesday. on the IBM podcast website app or wherever you get all your podcasts from